Welcome home! Welcome back! What world were you on? Such were the sayings across Cybertron. For all the lost colonists were returning. New friends for the making, with new names for the learning. The quick Velocitronians no one could beat. The little Devizens all wanted to meet. The Eukaryans, the Carians, the Carcerian crew all gathered in Icon for a how-do-you-do. And even the surliest con could agree. This is much nicer now, even for me! But all this goodwill drew one giant huff from Starscream who said, They are welcome enough! Starscream turned to dead Bumblebee. They all love each other, but they should all love me! I am the chosen one, I run this world, but wherever I go, only insults get hurled. Then Bumblebee said that if Starscream were kinder, more people would like him without a reminder. But Starscream put on his Starscreamiest grin. He'd realized a way he could finally win. He called on Rattrap, his favorite thug, to get him a camera, a chair, and a rug. He set up the stage with oh so much care. And making sure not to scowl, and sure not to glare, he dressed all of Cybertron right then and there. Starscream went on with many a gesture about how their love shouldn't just fester. Cybertronians, Connellists, Spots, Cons, and others should think of themselves as sisters and brothers and express all the love that they felt for each other with songs and with gifts, with abandon and glee. They should honor each other. Starscream finished his speech with no time to lose and ordered Rattrap to give it to the news. Unfortunately, Starscream's brilliant recording was thwarted by Circuit's slipshod reporting. For although they dutifully broadcast this tape, Long Thuth cut off the end, which changed the whole shape of the speech that Starscream had given and ruined the aims for which he had striven. You have it right here, folks. A new holiday. Show someone close to you that why they're okay. Be they co-worker, friend, or conjunct Sindora, show why you care with August Bravora. It's a word. Trust me. Starscream was livid. Starscream bemoaned that the citizenry would be nice to each other. It's to me. But although the other bots loved the news, both of the tank wars got matching tattoos. Knockout and his conjuncts went on vacation. And Slug took a moment to praise Blur's vocation. Windblade thanked Chromia for saving her life. And Lightbright agreed to be Sparkstalker's wife. Elita's soldiers threw her parade, and his teammates bought Onslaught a brand new grenade. Yes, everyone was in the spirit of giving, happy to still be among the living. And everyone got into the spirit of fun. Well, everyone, except one. For even as Chosen Day came to an end, no one had yet called Starscream a friend. And that bitter old Starscream stewed in his tower, getting madder each second and sadder each hour. He plotted his wrath and population reduction. He planned the entire planet's destruction. When suddenly there was a knock at the door, Starscream looked up. He crept to the peephole and peeped with his peepers, and suddenly recognized somebody's features. For he threw open the door with an oily grin, and invited the scientist Wheeljack on in. When asked why he came, Wheeljack replied, I came to see you, and I brought Ironhide. I brought along Windblade and good old Rat Trap. And behind them came Blur with Endrix on tap. A razor, moon razor, vanquish, and fire shot. The room filled to the brim with every last spot. 
With a tinkling of glasses, Will Jack called a toast. To Starscream for not choosing to boast. He gave us a day to be thankful and happy. And all of his speech is really this sappy? Lord Starscream, we've thought with all of our might. And what gift to give you, or what could be right, of how to proceed and how to push on. He means we're giving you friendship. But just until dawn! True to their word, Starscream was given all of the love for which he had striven. And they say that his spark, it shone so bright, he swore not to destroy them. At least not tonight. Happy Holidays from Cybertron. What the hell is this? Lost Light, 24th of December. I'm gone for three days, and you redecorate? Welcome back, Rodimus. How was Meteor Fest? Epic. What are you doing? Well, we were remarking on how you always disappear. There's work to be done. You can muster the energy to surf meteors for three days. But you can't be bothered to return our calls. So true. Don't. What? Finishing each other's sentences. The whole back and forth thing. It's unnerving. It unnerves me. People will talk. The point is, you just got back just in time. We're about to enter Mauler territory. Huh? The Maulers, anti-mechanical terrorists, split from the Galactic Council. Legendarily violent. So why not go around their territory? It's the principle. If we allow ourselves to be intimidated by robophobes, if we shrink from prejudice and bigotry, we've betrayed what it means to be Cybertronian. You're right. So, what's the plan? We're going to pretend to be asleep and hope they don't notice us. In 30 minutes' time, the whole crew will go into artificial hibernation. Meaning? Everyone will seal themselves into a biometric envelopment device, similar to a stasis pod. The pods will hide our life signs for the duration of the journey. And once everyone's inside their pods, this cloaking machine will generate a ship-wide invisibility field. Why is it green? Why shouldn't it be? Anyway, put this on. We're about to test the machine. You know I hate hats. It's a brain shield. Exposure to invisibility fields has been linked to irritability, erratic conduct, chronic moping, and extreme sarcasm. God, imagine if anyone on board started exhibiting those behaviors. These lights are everywhere. What are they? Signal boosters? They'll ensure the entire ship is cloaked. Brainstorm was supposed to be in charge of putting them up. Oh, he said he's run into some problems with his excuse generator. His obsession with abstract weaponry is beginning to grate. He's spent the last two weeks building a contrivance engine. Energon tab? Take the Oh, cheers. A contrivance engine? Don't ask. I, I have no idea what it does. A silent light. This, my friends, is the good stuff. That's because it's subspace filtered. Starts life on Luna 1 as ex as ordinary NGX, but subspace travel unlocks all the hidden flavors. I love it so much, it's making me sad. Yeah, shame the subspace hatch isn't any bigger. Cerebros, to send it over in vats. Vats, not bottles. Speaking of which, did anyone bring the other en crates inside? If I was slightly under the influence, I'd remind you to... That under Section 2.4 of the Spoil Sport Act, subspace hatches must only be used to relocate essential equipment and medical supplies. 
And that is my Ultra Magnus impression. It's a work in progress. Me and Mags are like this at the moment. I made him a compilation of Earth music. All the crooners. Still, if he discovers you've been importing the contraband index and having lock-ins... Ah, he's too busy preparing for the big sleep. He's not gonna bother us. It's him! Run! No! Hide! No! Run and hide! With this, I feel like I'm responsible. For the lock-in? The lock-in and pretty much everything that's happened in the last four million years. Note to self, don't be their prisoners. What the? Hibernation in T-minus 15 minutes. All crew members are to proceed immediately to the observation deck where they will find a BED. Biometric envelopment device. Uh, Nautica? Swerve? Please tell me this isn't what I think it is, because if it is, I don't think my face can do this. Turn of events justice. It's a protoform! Are you sure? I think I know a newly minted Cybertronian when I see one! I thought protoforms were conical. No, no. All shapes and sizes. She's warm, but then she would be. The sentient metallico, the birth metal, doesn't cool down till it's found its final shape. She's in a very delicate stage of the processes. Give it a few minutes, let the deep coating do its work, and we should see a face. A few hours and might even be able to guess an alt mode. She was in one of the crates. Which means she was sent here. But why? What are we supposed to do with her? It's a message from Primus. He's telling us to put her back in the crate until someone more responsible comes along. We can't just leave her. If she's not hibernating when we enter Mahler's space, she'll give away our location. Okay, fine. We'll send her back to Luna 1. Where's the subspace hatch? It was in the medbay, but Magnus thought it would be insecure, so he moved it. Okay, so where is it now? What do you mean it's locked? Are you surprised? Magnus locks everything. He locks his own mouth when he isn't speaking. Hang on, I might be able to use my wrench to get inside. Do it. Wasn't quite the method of action. Andrea, I was expecting. You can use your cockpit glass to fix the door. Go on, I'll hold the little one. Be careful with it. If she wiggles, stroke her from top to bottom. Calms her down. Man, that is one very well-secured subspace hatch. Whirl? I know, I know. Write the letters backwards so they're readable when the door is closed. No, no, look at this. She's making a face. Quiet! Can you hear that? Someone's crooning. There'll be much mistletoeing in hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. Nautica, swerve. Well, I thought I had the ship to myself. What I mean is, you should all be on the observation deck, getting ready for hibernation. Wait a minute. What's going on here? You're all being stiff, awkward, and humorless. I approve. We've been carrying out a last-minute sw security sweep. Consider this area, um, swept. Andy Willems sings Christmas, though. Belter of an album. Observation deck. Now. If so much as one spark is detected, we're done. Excuse me. I have to take this. How many times rewind? Each BED hides a single spark, squeezes two bodies in there, two sparks, and one will be detected. Which means we all get detected. Which means we all get killed. Can't believe we got away with that. Who's got Sparky? Um, 
I may have hidden her in Magnus's office. What? Where? My armor! It's come to life! What the hell? He was panicking! He made me panic! Your eye didn't just do that? Because that's the type of thing I would do. You knocked off his tiny mustache! Sorry, Her, guys! We've lost him, her, them. We've lost a protoform in a battle suit! <laughs> I'll get Minimus to his BED. You two retrieve the protoform. Primus knows how she's able to pilot that thing. And then what? I don't know! But look on the bright side! Can't get any worse. Five, Five minutes, minutes, everyone. Anyone, anyone not preparing to hibernate will be ejected from the ship. Gert, Ultra Magnus, you startled me. One last sleep of the ship, Ed. Very conscientious. But there's only the two of us left, I can assure you. Um, I'm sure I have no idea what you think you're doing, Ultra Magnus, but I've never given anyone a hug in my life. I knew it. This is your final warning. You are a solitary individual and you get lonely. I can emphasize, but now is not the time. So sorry, he had a weak energon spritzer to calm his nerves and it made it made him very affectionate. Look on the bright side, if you can endure that without surrendering to your murderous impulses, you know you're a changed character. All of you, get to your BEDs! Now! You know, there's one thing I don't understand. If the little one arrived in a crate of NJX, who knocked on the door? Question to ponder in your dreams. I feel bad leaving you to hold the baby. Don't worry about it. What are you going to do? Each BED can only hide one spark, and there are no spare bet BEDs. As I say, don't worry about it. Sorry, but it's you or the crew. If it helps, this makes me feel... Well, it makes me feel... Feel. Full stop. But at least I'm teaching you some life lessons. Don't rely on anybody. The universe is an unforgiving place. What's that Earth saying? Something about nature being red in tooth and... Claw? <sighs> Sod it. The meta bay. Later. Where is she? What have you done with her? Don't worry, she's safe, or rather, they're safe, safely contained. I'm afraid you've been nursemaiding an infestation of scraplets. They're tiny, all right, except when they combine to see off a threat. And in their combined form, one body, one spark, they can change shape. I'm sorry, Whirl. After I came out of hibernation, I went to Velocity and confessed everything. I'm not a natural-born lawbreaker. When she mentioned the knock on Swerve's door, we looked at the CCTV footage. And everything became clear. We think the scraplets hid inside a crate of NJX after becoming disoriented in subspace. They assumed a shape that was unlikely to provoke attack. A newborn Cybertronian. I can't work out how we managed to hide from the Maulers when we were, when we were sharing a pod with the scraplets. One pod, two sparks. One. <laughs> I shut myself down, deprived my spark of energy. Tough termination. You're lucky we find you in time. 
So to summarize, a swarm of sentient pathogens manipulated me into putting my life at risk by feigning kinship and mining a threadbare seam of compassion that I like to pretend doesn't exist. And they did all that just so they could live to kill again. Sorry. Are you kidding? I'm proud of them. The end. Twas the twelfth day of Christmas, with the present and all in boxes, and not a creature was stirring, not even the turbo foxes. In the house of analog, so tasteful and quiet, on the chimney lay a cookie, begging you to try it, as Anna's deep in slumber you'd not want to mess with. From the chimney comes the sound of planet Earth's best myth. But be wary as the clock ticks past midnight. It's not Mary, the thing in bed, in bed, invading this twilight. This isn't Santa on a mission. The whole world's spinning. It's a Decepticon warlord with an arm fusion cannon. Ho, 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 human. The 13th day of Christmas. Or dead and green. Or the night thundercracker and buster saved Xmas. I bid, I bid you peace, peace on Earth. Earth. Peace through tyranny. It was past midnight on December 38th when the phone rang. I wasn't asleep. Memories keep me awake on all the big holidays. Bad ones of the bad times. The do bad things for an ultimately good outcome even though it takes a bad toll on me times. That's my backstory. It's mysterious. My name's Cracker. Thundercracker. But my friends call me. When they're in trouble. Ring, ring. I'm a detective. The private kind. And not one of those ones like in real life where I just sneak around taking pictures and probably do a lot of paperwork. I'm like the ones in the movies where I have to jump out of exploding buildings and my last best friend just betrayed me. I expect the worst. And I'm never disappointed. Hello? Who died? I'm on my way. Woof. Buster was right. This was gonna be a long night. Her name was Anna Log. That's Director Log to you and me. She was in charge of keeping the peace in an out-of-the-way little place where a couple people live. Maybe you heard of the place? They call it Planet Earth. Who'd want her dead? Woof. Buster was right. Who wouldn't? The beat cop had a clue. The security camera got a shot of the perp. Woof. Buster was right. Perp got a shot at Director Log. The bad kind of shot. It can't be. Not him. <gasps> I always thought. Jolly old Saint Nick. Just goes to show you. Life's colorblind. There's no red and green. Only shades of gray. There are advantages to changing into a supersonic jet plane. I never have to fly coach, for one. But sometimes... Changing into a jet means you have to fly to the North Pole at Mach 7 to kill Santa Claus. Look. That's right. It's a raw deal. They say Santa keeps a list. That he checks it twice. That means an awful lot of folks have a motive to make a move on him. So Santa's Citadel is the most heavily guarded fortress in the galaxy. That's why the Five O's called me. Woof. Buster's right. They called us. When her nose glows, it means one thing. Danger. Because here's the thing about Santa. He's always watching. Ever wonder how his reindeer fly? Here's a hint. It's not pixie dust and a twinkle in an eye. 
It's supercharged antimatter reactors dumping out enough gigawatts to turn Nebulon into Junkion, if you know what I mean. They're the deadliest cybernetic deer the universe has ever seen. You send them after me, Santa? You send them after me. You're gonna find out if I'm naughty or nice. Woof. Some say Santa's a myth. He's real, all right. Kringle, show yourself. You want an act? You want to know an actual myth? They say he's fat, a right jolly old elf. Well, he's not. He's not fat. It's muscle. Muscle, and a lifetime of kung fu training. A human life lasts what? Two hundred? Three hundred years? I don't know. Not long, whatever it is. Santa's been around the block a few times, but me? I've been fighting non-stop for four million years. Muscle's fine. Why'd you do it, Father Christmas? I'm heavy metal. She was trying to protect the planet! It wasn't me. It was, it was me, me, Megatron! Megatron! Of course, you like to conquer stuff. Director Log would stop you from conquering stuff on Earth. It all adds up. Woof. Buster was right. It all adds up. But one thing. Why Santa? You never, never understood, understood Thundercracker. Thundercracker. It, it wasn't, wasn't about, about Earth or her. her. It's, it's about, about this. What's in it? What's in the box? The worst, worst thing. thing. I, I wanted was freedom for my people. people. So, so I squished, squished some organics. So what? what? Do, Do I, I deserve, deserve a, a lump of coal? Woof. Buster's right. You don't deserve that. You deserve a sandwich. A knuckle sandwich! I owed Santa for taking him out of with my ninja moves. Santa was cool about it, though. Now, we're best friends. We hang out all the time and write screenplays together, and he really appreciates the work I put into mine. Plus, I never feel lonely anymore. The end! What do you think? You killed me on page two. No, it's an analog of you. I thought her name would make that clear. And December- There is no December 38th! That's not how the 12 days of Christmas work! Ugh! Why don't you use cycles and chords like normal people? But anyway, that's a detail, Director Fairborn. I think the rest is pretty solid. I figure if I can handle a screenplay... Arf. Yeah, Buster, we both know I can. A children's book is nothing. It's not even that you killed me, it's just not appropriate. Director... Stay out of this, Jones! And you, Thundercracker, you didn't even set up the joke about the knuckle sandwich! Woof. Maybe if the maybe if in the beginning Santa wanted a You're right, Buster. And I don't snore Of all the Thundercrackers in the world, he's the Thundercracker Arf. Oof. And to all a good night.